You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey there, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And reminder, uh, we're doing scary things for the rest of the month. And uh, there's nothing scarier than angel statues that cry. Michael, what else is scary about <laughs> weeping angels? Because I have not seen them. Quite a bit, actually. They're <laughs> one of my favorite and, to me, one of the most terrifying uh, villains in the Doctor Who franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically, uh, since you don't know, I'll explain. They're basically these statues that like are angel statues, and they have their hands over their faces and um basically if as long as you're looking at them they're still statues but as soon as you look away they can move and they basically all i can think of is mario and the booze whenever (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) can't attack you yeah Yeah. <laughs> Thank Ooh, you. That may, there may scary. be a connection there. There may be. Thank you for like that. There may be some influence uh, <laughs> taken from that. But yeah, basically they um, they sneak up on you, and whenever they reach you, they do some. Basically, we find out later uh, on in the series that they throw you back in time, and mm. it hurts you that way. Uh, but it's. It's pretty terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. the, that doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> what if they threw you back? I don't know, in, you, like, time. You, you can't even you can't even blink, uh, or else they'll still what? be able to. Every time you blink, they can move closer to you. Yeah, like all they need is a split second because they can manipulate time. But that actually kind of leads into our theory. Um, okay. So. Uh, this theory is actually from uh, another website, uh, looper.com. And uh, we don't have a specific author here, but the name of the theory is Weeping Angels Theory That Would Change Everything About the Series. This is by Julie so, River, by the way. Who? Oh, it is. Okay. Julie River. Great. Gotcha. Thank you for giving credit. You're welcome, Julie. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Julie at looper.com says um, introduced in the Stephen Moffat pinned episode blink during the David Tennant era of Dr. Who in 2007, the weeping angels are the mysterious statues that can only move when you're not looking at them and have naturally been the subject of much speculation by fans. Little is known about the origins of these strange creatures with the unique ability to throw people backward in time, but some fans think they seem to have an idea where the angels came from. Many fans have brought up the theory that the Weeping Angels may be fallen Time Lords, based on a line of dialogue in David Tennant's final episode, The End of Time Part 2. In one sequence, 
Rassilon says that the Time Lords who stood against him would be forced to cover their faces and stand as monuments to their shame like the Weeping Angels of old. This has led many to ask if Weeping Angels are Time Lords that have fallen out of favor or been punished for their transgressions. There's actually a surprising amount of evidence to back up the idea that Time Lords can become Weeping Angels, especially as a form of retribution. Um, Fan, uh, Reddit user Ninja Backwards, uh, brought a point to to Reddit that there are clues as far back as the show's 20th anniversary uh, special, The Five Doctors, in 1983. In that episode, Time Lord President Barossa shamelessly seeks a ring in the Tower of Rassilon that is said to grant the wearer immortality, only to find that he will live forever as a stone in Rassilon's tomb. The Houston Press also brings up the 2002 Big Finish audio story, Neverland. Apparently, the Houston Press are really big Doctor Who fans. <laughs> they like <laughs> um, Doctor Who. Houston. Yeah, which I mean, Houston. I don't. I can't blame them. <laughs> um, they they bring up they bring up a, a 2002 Big Finish audio story, Neverland, where it's revealed that the Time Lords sometimes punish their own people by erasing them from recorded time itself and banishing them to a realm known as the Antiverse. These never people, as they're called, consume <laughs> time, not unlike the weeping angels in consume village it. of angels. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can make some kind pretty of crazy joke about happens. boring work being time consuming, <laughs> but yes, it's time yes. Not, off, not off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> work on it. Work on it. And we'll swing back around. Maybe you can think yeah, of something we'll, by the we'll end. Come back around to you. <laughs> Um, so in, in Village of Angels, in which the 13th Doctor is actually turned into a weeping angel, we learn that these lonely assassins have been used as agents for a secret Time Lord agency known as the Division. The connection between the angels and the Division has fueled even more speculation that the weeping angels may be fallen Time Lords. One Reddit user suggested that the angels' work for the Division could be some form of parole for the former Time Lords, a way to atone for their misdeeds. Mm. Oh, like a penance, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the I'm, theory. So I'm and curious. I'm really excited. Yeah, go ahead. Good. I'm glad you're excited. because <laughs> I love means, Doctor Who. Yeah. So uh, just to give everybody some background on my Doctor Who knowledge, I watched, I did start the, you know, the relaunch in the early or the mid 2000s. I didn't start then, but I started Christopher Eccleston. I loved him. It was my first introduction mm-hmm. to him as an actor. And I loved that. Uh, are you my mommy episode or is that oh, David Tennant? That creeps me out. Remember. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Eccleston mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And like the creepy mall, um, what are those things are? Mall oh, mannequins. Oh, the mannequins. mannequins. Oh. Yeah. Coming to life. <laughs> that was the very first episode yeah. with yeah, yeah, Christopher yeah. Eccleston. Yeah. Um, and then Rose, whatever her name is. Um, and, and then Rose I love, yeah, I love David Tennant too. I'm just a huge fan of David Tennant. As mm-hmm. it is. But, oh yeah. Um but I didn't keep, I didn't keep watching it. <laughs> I mean not there's nothing wrong with it. I just didn't keep watching it. So I'm familiar. I don't believe uh, I got well obviously if it was introduced in 2007 I don't know. I don't recall an episode watching episode with creepy weeping angels. Do they actually weep? No, they, it just looks like they're weeping by the way that they're okay. postured with their okay. hands over their face. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, that is creepy. So, my yeah. w- what I'm curious about is, you know, is there anything that's saying 
making this like a difficult connection to make. Like all of these these facts and these instances this person's laying out, it's like, okay. It's almost like they're stating to me that th- this is just the, ho- the way that it is. Is it just the fact that it's never explicitly said in the series? That's why this yeah, is a thing? Yeah, it's, it's because it's never fully, like you said, it's explicitly stated that this is fact in the series. So it's left for speculation up to this point, which is why they came up with this theory. Okay, so had you thought on your own that... Weeping Angels could be former Time Lords. Honestly, I didn't think that much into it. Um, I just I just accepted the fact that the Weeping Angels existed and they were creepy as heck. So okay. um, I didn't I didn't really think much about their history or origin. Mm-hmm. But after hearing this, it kind of makes me want to dive a little further into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, my wife is sometimes a weeping angel because she cries like most people do. Um, I cried today <laughs> because amount. Yeah, I cried today because <laughs> I realized how fast my children were growing. So I'll be the first to admit that I cry, but yes. she's also an angel. And so when she cries, she's a weeping angel. So I am a former time Lord. I mean, I, mm. you I mean, that makes it. a lot of sense. That, that, <laughs> there's a lot of things that are coming together now. <laughs> All right, sorry to get this off track. I like that. I like that. So, Lara, do you have any knowledge or experience with Doctor Who or more specifically the Weeping Angels? Nope. <laughs> Other than being one? I didn't think so, but I wanted I wanted to just know if uh, if you had any idea. I just have the peripheral knowledge uh, from what is often referenced in, in pop culture, like Phone wobbly, wobbly yeah. timey-wimey stuff. and Daleks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daleks, Daleks, and unlike Daleks, is it like yeah. a space screwdriver or whatever? Or Sonic, Sonic screwdriver, Sonic screwdriver, yeah. uh, and uh, and the um, blue police box. That's yeah, and the instant. Yes. Tardis, I forgot this was called. Uh, and then also the ever ongoing debate of who the best Doctor is, um, and the fact that it's David Tennant. Hmm. Because David Tennant is the best uh, everything that he does. Yes, that's Scrooge true. McDuck. Um, I yeah. I will say for me personally, um, Matt Smith is a close second. Uh, which is kind of a side note for for listeners. We were um, we were recently at the Dallas Fan Expo. Yes, and, we were. Uh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith was a guest there, and. Um, I got to actually go to his panel and it was pretty exciting because he seems like a really sweet human being and he was really funny and I enjoyed it. We got to hear about a bunch of kind of behind the scenes stuff about Doctor Who and other shows he's involved with. So, yeah. yeah. And I specifically asked Michael to take pictures for me to share on social media and I didn't. So thanks, Mike. Yeah, I, I, I I took a couple of pictures from where I was seated, but they're, I was pretty far back. <laughs> you can tell it's him. But least. yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, Lara, did you want to contribute anything or, or am I good to kind of go into my business? This sounds a whole lot like just from all the evidence that we have here uh, in the original theory. This this mm-hmm. sounds like a logical conclusion to come to, especially that there's never any explicit yay or nay in this series, mm-hmm. but there's, it's definitely 
apparently to fans a point of, you know, like contemplation and uh, they, they've get, they've got ample evidence Mm -hmm. for, for this. And so I'm interested to see though, uh, comments wise, if there's anybody to argue against it, because it sounds to me like it's overwhelmingly, we have all this evidence supporting this fact. Yeah. Especially too, like there's no alternative explanation for what a weeping mm-hmm. angel is. That's true. Well, I mean, could it just yeah. be a weeping angel? Like that's its own entity? Like a TARDIS? I mean, not a TARDIS. A, yeah, um, I mean, it's... Dalek. it's yeah, I, it's it's possible that it's kind of its own thing. It's just something that exists. Like like you said, <laughs> like... Its own a thing! Lot of other, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like a lot of the other villains in Doctor Who. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, let's... I. Uh, let's go ahead and actually look at the comments and see if there's anybody that has any contention towards this. Uh, so the first one's from let me hit the ATM. Uh, they say, it sounds to me like they may be natural predators who evolved the ability to survive off of time energy as a way to become parasitic to the time Lords. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Yeah. What do you, what mean, do you think of that? Michael possible. Um, I mean, that is a big possible possibility because just in their nature, they are very predatorial and mm. kind of the whole like stalking uh, vibe. It's the, the way that they move in the shadow, not necessarily in the shadows, but when they move, whenever you're not looking at them and stuff, it's, it's very reminiscent to like, say a, a tiger in the jungle stalking its prey uh, in the, in the like tall grass. Like they, they are very still until the, the prey is, kind of looking away or distracted. And then that's when the tiger creeps forward and moves. It's interesting you so, say that because when I think about that, they're usually maybe an apex predator or up there close to that. Mm-hmm. That does not equate parasitic to me, um, a parasitic relationship. Um, parasitic means it's feeding off of somebody else's, what they are eating, you know, Um uh, feeding off of that person. Instead, this is actually hunting down, seeking out that thing. So yeah, I think they, I think they were trying to make a connection with the fact that weeping angels consume time Mm -hmm. um, and come at it like that. And that's why they said parasitic. Um, Yes. But I I agree with you. I don't think that that's a direct connection there. I think they Mm -hmm. were trying to do something, but they couldn't quite make it match up. I agree. So like the, that I, that's why I don't see them as a predator. If they're, if you're going to call them parasitic, I don't see those things as being equal. And, uh, and this is again, me talking off of no knowledge of these actual entities. (laughs) Um, It just, it sounds to me as an outsider uh, that, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to say this correctly without like <laughs> making any <laughs> fans um get upset with me. But uh that hmm think about it when you go to the next comment. It it or it just it doesn't can, that doesn't equate to me. It that just doesn't yeah. equate to me other than they had to have had a connection to time in the beginning. It's not like they would evolve to time like would you evolve to a um to have your life be 
this reliant on something that apparently was hard to get to, would you say that because of Time Lords and whatever it is they do, that time would be like a very hard um, source of energy to, to come by? Scarce? So I, d- I don't think that... Um... I don't think when they say time energy that they're necessarily meaning like a time Lord gives off time energy. I, I think it's more of just them feeding off of the energy of time. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be connected to a time Lord. It's just that it's more prevalent within time Lords because of their just nature. So that's kind of like a buffet the connection they're trying to make. Yeah. It's like, it's like they, they can always survive off of just regular time and they're good. Um, mm-hmm. but whenever they're actually active and hunting and there's a time Lord present, it's like, oh, I just got the, uh, I'm trying the to sirloin. think of an equivalent. Like, yeah, I just got the, uh, the filet mignon with, with the lobster and, uh, all the extra fixings and everything on the side, you know, instead mm-hmm. of just like the, the kid's meal, you know, that's, that's kind of the, <laughs> the way that I see it having, previous knowledge on this. Okay. That, that gives me more context. Thank you. Does that make a little more sense? Kind of. Yeah. I still, I'm not totally behind. Let me hit the ATMs comment here, but okay. So the next comment is from, uh, Kamipko. Um, they say, I took the same inference from the end of time that maybe conversion to weeping angel was a punishment for time Lords that got out of hand. Note also that the weeping angels attack uh, involves uh, teleporting people through time. And in the angels take Manhattan, it is revealed that the angels feed on time energy. Both of these seem like good fits for their relation to the time Lords, which just kind of backs up what the, uh, what OP was saying in the original theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, this next comment, uh, this next comment kind of answers uh, a question you had earlier, Spencer, from Drew Mana. They say, uh, when I saw the end of time, I literally just thought this was canon. Hmm. So there are people out there that that didn't think that this needed to be explained. They just mm-hmm. assumed that this was actually they the truth. Went, oh, I thought that was the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, next comments from uh, Augustine X Bothius um, saying... Uh, adding to your theory in the girl in the fireplace, uh, Renee Poisson called uh, the doctor, her lonely angel. Um, so in response to that, uh, Ninja backwards says your addition is made stronger with Moffat writing that episode. Uh, I know that most everything is made up on a story by story basis, but um, I want to believe that Moffat has something like this planned out. So but David wait a Tennant second. So they don't an have angel. any kind of continuity. There is there it's here's the thing about Dr. Who there's a, there's a through line, but the through line is the relationship that the doctor has with each of his, his or her companions. Um, they, there's a story about them together, but each episode is, is in its nature, very episodic and almost separated. It's not like it's a consecutive, like boom, 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 boom all the time. A lot of times, um, basically, if, if you look at each season of Doctor Who and take all the episodes, you could almost mix a lot of those episodes around in any order, and it would still make sense for the season. Do, okay. you, do you get what I'm saying? 
Like they, they, they do it in a way to where they do it in a way to where there doesn't necessarily have to be a through line um, for it to, to make it's a villain of sense the week on the overarching thing. thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And um, so that's kind of what they're getting at, but uh, I'll read this last comment and then we can kind of start wrapping up. So this one's from a uh, deleted user. Um, they say maybe after 12 regenerations, the chances of regeneration are the chances of regenerating into a weeping angel rise exponentially, which is why they devised a way to limit the regenerations. Then the knowledge is slowly lost and forgotten because the time Lords stop regenerating more than 12 times. So it stops happening. But now that the doctor has been given regeneration energy, each regeneration after causes him to become more and more unhinged, which first brings about the valued and puts him in danger of forever being a weeping angel upon uh, any given regeneration. I don't know if I agree with that. Me personally. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a fair point, but I don't think it's a valid point. Spencer, did you, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Um, no, I did not. I think I'm probably ready for, to move along. Uh, Michael, why do you have your hands on your face like that? Hey, Spencer. Spencer, stop playing with that action figure. Look at Michael. He's being weird and it's creeping me out. Huh. Oh, no. Laura, keep your eyes on him. And whatever you do, don't blink. Well, gotta go. Laters. Wait, you're leaving me? Oh, fine. I'll just take care of this myself. Where did I put my sonic screwdriver? On Z! Do you plop down on the couch at the end of your day, turn on your TV, and then search five different streaming services for something new to watch for 20 minutes? Actually, yes. That sounds just like me. Then watch this tonight is the resource you need. Three times a week, former film critic, film producer, and current podcast producer Dan Benamore curates the best picks in streaming on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Paramount+, Plus, Apple, and more. Each episode is only about 10 minutes, so you can get a quick recommendation and always find something great to watch. Look for Watch This Tonight from Voyage Media, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we're back. Ah, I see you survived, Laura. Yeah, no thanks to you. What was so urgent anyway? Oh, I had an appointment to get fitted for a fez. And it looks like Michael's back to his normal self. How'd you fix him? It was quite simple, actually. I just had to reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, then flow in a bit of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff, and now he's good as new! Except he refuses to take off that ridiculous bow tie. Hey, bow ties are cool. You know what else is cool? Our rating scale. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. I know I'm probably the biggest Doctor Who fan of the three of us. Do you want me to go first or last? Last. Because <laughs> you okay. need to take into account the things that I said that might sway your opinion. 
I know how that that kind of influence <laughs> on you. Oh yeah, well, sure. I'll, Laura, I'll go ahead and give <laughs> my like reading. Yeah. yeah, please. This sounds genius. It sounds like it's been very cut and dried and easy for fans to to connect the dots here. It sounds like it wasn't even like there were some obscure things in the comments, but as far as the actual theory as a whole, it seemed like it was very easy, readily available evidence. You didn't have to go dig and hunt for it. That when usually when that happens, it's a, well, that's, then it's obvious that, that, that those things are connected. Uh, so, and I, I think that that's genius. Okay. I'm ready to rate this. Um, I agree with Laura for the most part about what I think that it's, this could be the thing, the canon. However, I think because it is so obvious to the point that one guy just assumed that that's how it was, I'm not going to give it a genius, uh, but I will say that it is possible. <laughs> that is too obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, it's plausible. Awesome. So, yeah, I, I genuinely never thought about this before, but now that they brought it up, I can't stop thinking about it. And for me, this is my new canon. Like it's, it's genius. I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Lara. It, everything is laid out perfectly well, and there's not really much to contradict. Um, the comments try in a couple places, but honestly, their points aren't strong enough to. They're just suppositions. They're not. Yeah. They're not alternate. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love this theory. I think it's fantastic. And yeah. Genius. Good find, Michael. Even though I don't know much about the show, I still had fun talking about it. Yeah. Which means <laughs> that it has been another episode of Fan Theory Queries, because that's what we do here is we enjoy talking about things. Um, but it is time to bring that discussion to a close. But before we do, I just wanted to share this detail I found on Reddit and see if it blows your minds as much as it did mine. Okay. You know, time is a funny thing. We're talking about time and all that. Um, but here's an example. Uh, a person who has since deleted their Reddit account pointed out that the movie Interstellar was actually released in November 6, 2014, exactly one hour ago. Get it? Because, like, they're on a planet for, like, yeah. an hour, and it's past 70 years <laughs> on the real world. No, I get it. I I am just thinking more seriously about it now because I love Interstellar. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was released an hour ago. Point. Yeah. And it doesn't matter when you listen job, to this episode. Good job, deleted Yeah. Like, <laughs> people who listen to this episode in three years, they'll still be, Interstellar will still have released an hour ago. <laughs> and more power if they're, to this if they're listening, Reddit user because they took <laughs> the power into their hands and they deleted it themselves. It's not like they got mm. deleted. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And if if you're listening to this in three years, then we're actually still recording it. So, <laughs> Oh, good point. <laughs> I like that. Well, on that note, this has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask, in John Carpenter's The Thing, is the biggest hero of the movie actually the biggest villain? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. I can't see Michael. Michael, are you there? Michael, are you there? Michael, wake up. Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like The Projection Booth, Movie Therapy, and My History Can Beat Up Your Politics.